So if you listen to a person, they normally give away whether they're the leader in a business or the owner of a business versus whether they're an employee. And it's just through a couple of the words that they say. And here's how you do it. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Hey, Driven Mofos. Today in this episode, I want to talk about just by listening to people tell whether they're an important person or whether they're someone who is an employee or whether they're just doing a job. It's really, really cool. And the way that this all came about was I was listening to a talk with a guy called Chris Voss. And Chris Voss was a hostage negotiator. I believe it was with the FBI. He wrote a book called Never Split the Difference. Really, really fascinating and interesting book. And he talks a lot about language and tonality and the way that you use that. These are some of the things that are really important in sales. I do go into this a lot more in some of our sales trainings that I do, especially with our business and entrepreneur odyssey. There are some key giveaways that you can pick up just by listening to someone. Now I'll get into it in a second, but for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo. I'm the owner of Mojo Human Performance Institute. We focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. The reason why I do this is because most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. So I'm listening to this talk from Chris Voss and he said, you can tell really, really quickly whether someone is an important person in the business or not. And he said, first of all, normally if you call a business, the business owner is rarely going to pick up the phone. And he said in hostage negotiation, the most important person is rarely going to be the one who picks up the phone or get on the phone. But he also said that if you listen to the way that they communicate, the pronouns that they use are normally I or my or me. And so he he gave an example of when you walk into a bar and you say, can I have this type of whiskey? They'll say, I don't stock that. Now, it's not that person's bar, but they'll relate the ownership of the bar to themselves. Now, if you have someone that you're talking to who's very powerful, they will normally use pronouns, things like we, they, us. And the reason why they do that is diffuses, I guess you could say, but they they essentially stop themselves from being cornered because many times before they've made decisions and people know that they're the key decision maker. And so they'll be put on the spot. And so you hear them say things like, I need to go talk to our team. And so it's our team not my team, it's our team. Or they'll say, you know, we need to go and discuss this, not I need to go and discuss this. And so normally someone in a high level or high power or high leadership position will normally refer to a group of people instead of it just being an individual. Now, this also made me really think about a lot of the stuff that I teach around human behavior is we tend to over-exaggerate when we minimize ourselves. So when someone feels disempowered, they will over-exaggerate their power. And it's like, you know, animals in nature, when when they're afraid and they're scared, they'll normally make themselves bigger and swell up and get bigger and you know they, they look scary they do that because of the opposite that's really going on which is that they're afraid when there's an animal in nature that is quite confident in itself it doesn't really need to do anything because it knows it's got the power and if you have a look at some of the small spiders or even some of the spiders that are fairly deadly they don't need to look too scary because they've got the venom they've got the power they can do whatever they want and so i think that in a lot of times in our society as well people sort of express the opposing of what they're suppressing. And I talk more about this with values and so on in some of our advanced events. But when, if you're talking to someone and they're consistently using I, 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 me, my, and they're talking like that, especially when it comes to business, they're normally not the key decision maker. And it's a really quick giveaway. When you're talking to someone who's trying to, I guess, not be the one who seems the responsible one or the key decision maker. So they'll use terms like they or we needed to go and discuss this or, you know, the team or something like that. They're normally doing that because they don't want to be seen as the key decision maker. And so they sort of downplay their role. And it's just a natural communication 
communication pattern that you can pick up on when you are talking to people as well, especially if you're cold calling people or you're trying to get through to people or you're trying to get someone to make a decision. These are some things that if you get good at listening, you hear them communicate with these key words and you'll, you'll know straight away who are the key decision makers and who aren't. Anyway, I just want to share this because I thought it was quite interesting. It's something that I haven't really spoken about too much before, but this is also the power of listening. And I think that there are a lot of people out there who are good talkers, but they don't do the best in listening and uh, see this happening quite a lot where especially in meeting situations or in situations where there's a few people around, there's always that person who just tends to talk and talk and talk. And only yesterday I was having a conversation with a client of mine where I was helping them negotiate a really substantial deal that they were that they were doing. And they said, what do I do? How do I negotiate this deal? And how do I make sure that everyone does what I need them to do in order to make sure that this deal goes, goes through? And I said, it's really easy. All you're going to do is ask questions. And then secondly, you're just going to shut the fuck up and you're going to listen. And we had a bit of a joke about it. But if you've heard some of my podcasts before, I talk about the power of asking questions and shutting the fuck up. And I use that language in that tonality because the powerful part is in the shutting up part. And questions are also very powerful. But if you ask questions and then keep talking and you don't let other people talk, then it's very, very hard to get the information that you need. And in a negotiation or when you're putting together deals, especially big deals, I mean, this one here is like, you know, it's worth tens of millions of dollars, this deal. And so you want to get as much information as you can from other people, which means that you've got to stop talking. A lot of people go into negotiation situations and they just talk and talk and talk and talk. And when you do that, it creates more problems and it creates more chaos and you lay out all your cards. And so for this person, I said to them, look, you want to show as least cards as you can. So you just want to ask the most punchy, meaningful questions that you can, which to me is like being a sniper. You want to fire one bullet and hit him right between the eyes. You don't want to just spray a machine gun because eventually you'll use all of your bullets. Or if you're sitting at a poker table, you don't want to show all your cards. So it's really, really important to establish, first of all, in those meetings, who are the key decision makers by listening to these key pronouns? And then secondly, making sure that you ask the right questions and then shut the fuck up and let them talk. And the more that they talk, the more they're going to show their cards. And anyway, I spoke to that person last night and he said the deal went awesome. And he said the people that I needed to, I backed into a corner without them even realizing it. And they thought that they had the power hand. And he said, I just I ended up bailing them up into a corner because I asked them the questions that they couldn't answer and it made them look a bit immature. So anyway, I hope that this helps River Mofos. If you haven't already done so, jump across the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. I am dropping a whole bunch of trainings uh, in sales, marketing, branding, management, leadership. I'm going to be just dropping them randomly uh, over the coming months. So if you haven't already done so, jump across, uh, hit that subscribe button as well. Also, I want to say a massive thank you to everybody who keeps sharing uh, these podcasts and these episodes on their social media pages. I'm getting tagged quite a bit in um, other people sharing them. So I really do appreciate it. I've also had a few people who have hit me up and saying that they're enjoying the podcast and that certain people in the community have, uh, they saw it on their page and have checked it out. So I really appreciate it. We're, we're absolutely uh, cranking at the moment uh, in regards to our numbers on these podcasts. We haven't quite got into the top 10 yet, which sucks because that's, uh, we, we were heading in that direction. I thought we're getting close. We're getting so close. But um, yeah, I, I really do appreciate everyone sharing this um, and subscribing and um, yeah, tagging me in it on social media as well and sharing it with their friends and so on. So um, I really do appreciate it. Anyway, have an awesome day, everyone. Remember, never underestimate the dream. And the reason why I do this is because most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of it. I want, you, I want everyone in our community to get out there, keep crushing it, keep doing the things that they really enjoy in life and live a life that you love. I mean, it's so important to do things that you love, which doesn't mean chasing happiness and chasing excitement, all that bullshit that people preach. What it means is really understanding yourself and what you're trying to achieve in life and then getting out there and doing it and enjoying the process of doing it as well um, because it makes a massive difference, but it almost it's counterintuitive because we're not taught how to do that. So anyway, 
I hope that that helps Trevor Mofos. Keep living the dream.